0: we are greatly saddened by the events that are happening in Minneapolis and George Floyd. George, though you are not physically here anymore, your spirit and legacy will live on. Rest in peace, my brother.
1: We also hope everybody out there uh, contributing to this cause, stay safe, stay vigilant, stay smart, make good decisions. We're all trying to fight towards the same end goal here, so let's do it in an appropriate manner.
0: Episode 2 of the Dogmatic Dogs podcast. I am uh, one of your co-hosts, Big Merv, along with my other awesome co-host, Bloyd. Bloyd, how we doing today, bud? I'm doing good, Merv. How you doing, man? You know, I I can't complain too much. Turned 27 this weekend. I know.
1: You're feeling like an old shit yet? Yeah, bro. (laughs) I lost
0: in Jenga five times, and I had to take five shots of tequila. Oh, my God. How'd that go yep. for
1: you?
0: Um, you know, it wasn't that bad because the kilo was really, really good. So I felt nice and warm. That's for sure. I was just talking about this yesterday.
1: It's it's funny. I, you know, I, I'm 24, but I feel like it, once you get over that hump of 25 every year, you know, you start to look at 30 and you're like, oof. you know, uh, the, the closer you get there, 28, 29, you're like, uh, do I have my shit together? Like, am I ready to be 30? It I don't know how you feel at 27, but that that's just how I, I view that, that process going. Maybe it feels pretty good.
0: Dude, no, I completely agree with you. Um, I feel like I'm getting ridiculously old. My knees are, are, are aching a little bit more. My back is uh, hurting a little bit more off the bed, but uh, I got to keep trucking, man.
1: Hey, soon enough, you'll be yelling at kids to get off your lawn. It's coming. <laughs> yeah, dude. No. Hey! Get off my lawn. I'm not sure if that's the uh the inflection uh and the type of voice you want to get across with, but you know what? You got time to work on that. You got time to work on that.
0: Yeah, man. I gotta get my khaki shorts game on, on par too.
1: No, you gotta get your cargo game on on par and you gotta get your you know, gotta get your dad shirt game. That's that's the next step.
0: Yeah, dude, get get the cut off sleeves for sure and uh, what the nike what what are those the the you know the, you know the you know the lawn dad shoes the those uh monarchs yeah the monarchs the nike monarchs or the new balances you got to get a pair of the all yes. whites yes mhm the all whites bro or else you're not doing it correctly
1: definitely not got to got to have the crew cut white socks too you know
0: absolutely you have- and they can't they can't be nike's either they got to be like like hanes or yeah. unnamed brand you got to have yeah. the, you have to have the, the, the cut off sleeve t-shirt tucked in, have the, have the, uh, phone, the phone carrier right on the belt buckle. And, how uh, handy have,
1: huh? how handy are you? Are you, are you, you know, I mean, bit? I have
0: the a typical. toolbox with a lot of things.
1: Okay. Uh, it's got a lot of things. Do, do you use those things on a somewhat frequent basis?
0: Yeah, absolutely because Anna needs me to help her out with a lot of stuff. So what you
1: ought to do is just figure out how to work on cars that way you can just be outside in the front all day just under the car, just fixing well, shit.
0: I I know the the overall basics of 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 a car, you know, I can change a tire, I can change the oil on the mini and uh I I I can do all the basic stuff, but you tell me to like change like the whole engine i can't do that
1: no i mean to be fair most people probably can't but yeah you gotta step your dad game up man yeah man
0: i i got to. so
1: you've been paying attention to uh the headlines i feel like you know we're in a we're in a really weird spot because like i know sports are in the horizon and they're there so i start to have things to look forward to so like during quarantine there was just random articles coming out from every league and it was like, ah, you know, I, I don't really want to sit here and read about this stuff. There's nothing happening. But now, all the articles that are coming out, all the news that's coming out, it's all about, you know, the sports coming back. And I'm, it's very intriguing. I don't know how close of attention you've been paying, but there's been some some good and promising information that has uh, surfaced lately.
0: Oh, no. Yeah, dude. Uh, first and foremost, the NBA is opening back up on July 31st. So that is going to be awesome. Because I know that you and I are, are are huge NBA fans, so I honestly cannot wait. I have that marked on my calendar, and I'm just ready to have basketball back.
1: I am, too. Um, I, I don't know if you've looked into any of the specifics, but um, it looks like right now, it looks like they are feeling out either a 20 or a 22 team uh, playoffs. Personally, Which, mm-hmm. You know, personally, a 20-team, to me, looking at the standings right now, I think a 20-team uh, is perfect. Um, it It is kind of lopsided because it's if you do a 20-team, uh, you're adding four teams from the Western Conference or not adding a single team from the East. But, uh, you know, if you add those four extra spots, you get Portland, you get Zion and the Pelicans, you get Sacramento, and you also get San Antonio. So I think that does add um, – Particularly, it adds one sleeper, in my opinion, because I think Portland's probably a team that most people don't want to face in the playoffs. I know they're technically out of the rankings right now, but um, I don't think that's a team you're necessarily wanting to play first round or second round if they make it.
0: Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure everybody is at least paying attention to Dane Dalla and CJ McCollum. Well, Uh, and Nurkic
1: is healthy now, um, which helps a bunch. Um, yeah,
0: but Nurkic, just because he played for the Nuggets, and I know I know him a little bit, he um, he's it's going to take him a little bit to kind of get back into the swing of things because he is a very big, big guy, so he he's going to need to get that conditioning in for sure. He's going to get back into basketball shape, so I don't know if Nurkic is necessarily going to be a factor in this year. Maybe next year when he comes back, he'll definitely – Bring more adhesiveness to the whole team, but I'm. Bet for this season, I'm I'm not gonna really put too much stock into Nurkic making making that much of a difference if Portland is in the playoffs. Yes,
1: yeah, see your point there. Um, what do you think? How do you think they're gonna do like matchups? How they're gonna determine? I'm guessing it's just all gonna be record based for. I mean, you know, home field advantage or home court advantage doesn't really matter in this situation. But I'm guessing they'll just go off the of seating.
0: Yeah, that's probably what my guess is going to be. Especially if they're going to do a 20-team playoff, I believe that that just gives uh, that just gives a little bit more fairness to the to the game. You know, hey, it sucks that four that four teams from the East don't get represented. In the in the playoffs, but hey, you guys should probably play a little bit better than you might be in the playoffs.
1: It's funny too because you look at this and you could tell that they are very—they feel compelled anyway. They feel very compelled to make sure that Zion makes it into the playoffs.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely, and I—it's—it's a money play for sure. You have to have one of the biggest stars that has come into the NBA. You need to have him in the playoffs. It brings more revenue to the game. Are you kidding me? The Pelicans, Pelicans would go crazy. The Pelicans fans with merchandise on playoffs.
1: Well, and I think again, you right now if you add even just if you add twenty teams, um, which I think is probably the likely one here, um, you're adding. Yeah, I
0: don't see twenty-two. No, but 22 you're adding way too many.
1: Yeah, because then you're getting Washington and Charlotte from the East in there, and I mean Washington. What's the point? Yeah, they're 24 and 40. Charlotte's 23 and 42. Nobody wants to see that. I mean, at least with – you know, San Antonio's 27 and 36. But at least if you're adding these teams from the West, you're getting – you know, you're not getting great teams, but you're getting probably some sleeper teams and teams that can come out and compete with people. I don't see adequate. that. You got yeah.
0: adequate You in this.
1: You know, and you got a couple star players. Uh, you got a Hall of Fame coach. So, you know, some of the things that get added with 20 teams, I really see the benefits in. Um, I, I don't know how the players feel about it. I don't really – Mostly because they haven't decided what they're going to do yet. I'm not sure what the the general consensus is across the league, but I know really the biggest thing was, at least from what I saw from Damian Lillard, was he didn't want to play meaningless games. Um, he wouldn't mind competing, but he didn't want to go to Orlando and play, you know, finish off the season and play some meaningless games. He wanted something to play for. So at least in that case, that kind of fixes that problem. But that was the only, you know, vocalization really I heard about what they were proposing. I don't know if you've heard anything different.
0: Well, no, absolutely. well, I mean, you and I discussed it last week too that there really isn't any point in bringing those those lesser teams into the mix because what do they have to play for? Yeah, you know it makes no sense for the teams that are that weren't going to make the playoffs in the first place to to play meaningless games. It just makes no sense for anybody but the bet the playoff teams, and I'm pretty sure no franchise. Wants to make another franchise better.
1: I agree. I agree. Um, and I think we got a really good talent crop here if we, with this twenty teams. I think we this could be a very very interesting playoffs. Uh, specifically, mm-hmm. it, like to me, looking at the the most intriguing story uh, beyond the obvious ones being uh, both LA teams, um, the Bucks, uh, Toronto, somehow still two seeded in the East, playing very well. Um, but the biggest storyline to me. Is where you get in the West with pretty much the Rockets at six down to really New Orleans. Um, I think all of those teams they have somewhat of the right recipe for success, and I think they're sleeper teams. I know for a fact that Memphis is not a team I'd want to be matched up with. Uh, ja Morant and Jaron Jackson—that those guys. Mm-mm. I mean, yeah. they they come out, they come out, and they ball. And you give Memphis you know, probably another draft cycle here. And I would say that team's going to be a pretty steady playoff contender. They have a lot of young talent, but that's mm-hmm. not a team I want to match up in the first round with the Mavs. I don't know if I want to play Luca and Christops That doesn't sound very, that doesn't sound very good. Um, even the Rockets, I mean, James Harden, you know, he's been kind of known to kind of falter in the playoffs, but he's got a different running mate this year in Russell Westbrook and I, they, they could make some noise as well. Um, So I think really, and then we obviously talked about Portland and uh, the Pelicans. So I think really from six down, um, you you really have a good storyline there in the West. The East to me seems more top heavy just Mm -hmm. because, you know, one through three being Milwaukee, Toronto and Boston. You know, they've consistently been great all year long. Uh, Same with the Heat at number four. The Pacers have been really quietly good. Um, sitting at number five, and then Philly's been kind of a disappointment. I don't know if you would agree to that. I think they haven't really yeah. lived up to the hype. I really thought Horford was going to come in and, you know, really make a difference, but for whatever reason, one way or another, I mean, Philly, the past couple of years they've had the pieces and just not have been able to done it or, you know, do it. I'm not sure what the case – I think a lot of it probably has to do with Ben Simmons not being able to shoot, but there's definitely some other problems there too.
0: It, it, it's Ben Simmons not being able to shoot, and it's also – Jimmy Butler leaving for Miami. I, I do know that Embiid has said that not having Jimmy Butler has affected has affected that, that team's uh, identity.
1: Oh, and not having J.J. Redick too because he was just a solid piece. You know, we talked about the solid role players last week uh, from the last dance and, like, J.J. Redick's a perfect example of, like, a Steve Kerr or, you know, a John Paxton. Like, consistent, can come off the bench, start lighting up the board real quick, Um, so they're missing a couple pieces there, but I really thought Horford was going to come in and really compliment and be very well. And I, that team just doesn't on paper, you look at it and you're like, wow, that should be a really good team. And then you watch them play and you're like, okay, I I don't know what the deal is here, but this doesn't work.
0: Yeah, no, I, I I don't know what's going on with that team, man. I just feel like it's just not clicking the way that it should and it, it, and you can t- definitely tell. Ben Simmons needs to get a jump shot. I don't know what he's thinking or what he's doing, but he needs to get a jump shot. People are not going to respect him. He's not going to be a, a a great like everybody's predicting him to be if he does not get a jump shot.
1: And it's crazy too because that is the only like part of his game that he's missing. Every other part of the game he has down well, if not incredibly well as a defender on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, he's solid as a rock. You you don't really have any quarrels to say as far as his defensive side. And I mean, as far as in the paint, he's a great scorer. You know, he's physical, he's a big guy. It's just he's missing he's only missing one real part to his game, but it happens to be such a big part of the game now that it really he'll still have nights where he goes, you know, gets over thirty points. Um, but he's just not capable of scoring you know, consistently because he doesn't have that jumper and it, it really does take a hindrance on him. If he had a jumper, he would be all around just a phenomenal player because, like I said, pretty much every other facet of his game, I think he's, you know, above average if not excellent at. So hopefully he figures it out. Um, His time's kind of running out here. Luckily, he does have the other things to fall back on, but he's going to have to learn a jump shot one way or another, you know.
0: If then – I've always dude I've been beating this drum for a couple years now and I've been saying Ben Simmons just needs to spend a summer with a shooting coach to perfect his shot so that he can get his shot up. Like he's making millions of dollars, you need to invest in your game and you know that the game is is transitioning more to shooters.
1: Yeah, it definitely they has been going to. that way for a while.
0: So I don't know what what he's thinking with being like, oh, I don't need a jump shot. Yes, you do. Like, have you? How many memes do we see where literally his defender is in the paint and and he's wide open for a three and he doesn't take it? Do you think it's a Fultz thing where it's like a
1: confidence issue? Because I think he's in a better spot than Fultz was. I think he does have some form of a jumper there, but I just wonder if he doesn't trust himself to take it.
0: I think that's the case right there, is that he doesn't trust his jump
1: shot. Because it's not that he doesn't have it, it's just he doesn't use it enough, and I think that's why it's a confidence, it's a mental thing to him, because, I mean, I have seen him shoot, and I have seen videos of him shooting. I mean, it's not the best... By any stretch, but it, it's a, it's a jumper, and I think if he started to shoot more, I think he would probably start to figure it out and start to gain some confidence there. But I think the lack of him using it is what's kind of got him in this, you know, this whole this predicament that he's in.
0: Oh, absolutely, I completely agree. And like I said, he's going to have to figure it out here in the next couple seasons because if not, he's going to be left left in uh left back
1: yeah yeah there's there's definitely a lot of question marks there um otherwise i I, the east the east is really interesting but i think the west is you know similar to how it has been in the past i think the west is still the more interesting conference though like i said top five through the east conference are all solid teams and obviously the bucks are a mile above everybody else in the conference but you know Toronto and Boston, Miami, Indiana. I wouldn't sleep on any of those teams either. I think it we really do have a a very good, well rounded playoffs this year.
0: No, absolutely, I I agree with you wholeheartedly. And honestly, I would want it to be by record, not Eastern Eastern Conference, Western Conference. I think it would be very interesting to see how that format would work.
1: I know I'd love to see it. I just something tells me the Eastern Conference execs are not going to let that happen. Like it may end up happening this year because of the circumstances that we're in. But if it happens this year, you know, a lot of people are going to be clamoring to have it just be that way permanently moving forward. And I don't think the Eastern conference wants that to happen. I'm sure the West is on board.
0: Well, it, it just, it, it, but then here's the our, Here's the thing though, that I, it would make it a good idea because then you don't have people saying, Oh, you didn't face so and so didn't face the the competition because he was in the east, so he he doesn't he he his path was so much easier. That this I feel like this gives it more of a you know of a evil or not a, yeah an even playing field if you get what I mean. Yeah,
1: I'm on your side. I just something tells me that the Eastern Conference would not be on board with that because of kind of what you just said. Uh, I don't. I think. Historically, it's not necessarily inaccurate to say that the Western Conference has been at least for, I would say, the past decade and a half, the Western Conference has been the superior.
0: This- oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Shoot, it might have. Honestly, the, the Western Conference has been dominating, in my opinion, since two 2000- thousand five maybe even longer than that yeah because i would think
1: i would think eastern conference dominance really ended with the bulls right because before the bulls the knicks were always strong throughout that period you had the pistons you had Mm -hmm. the celtics and then before that you had like the lakers so i think for pretty much when bird got to the celtics up through when mj retired in chicago i would say that the eastern conference had it not that the Western Conference didn't have good teams because they had Seattle, they had Utah. You know, they had other teams out there that were contenders. But, um, yeah, I think probably from Bird to MJ was probably the Eastern Conference. But, yeah, I would agree generally since then. I think it's been lopsided toward the West, which for one reason or another, that's just the way it is.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I don't know why it it, it 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 is how it is. But Well,
1: here's one – I mean, here's one, maybe uh, one idea of why is that I'm kind of noticing a trend, just looking at the, the, the trends or the standings here, excuse me, um, the conference standings. A lot of the bottom teams in the East right now are just not well-managed teams. Uh, and mm-hmm. I think that probably factors a lot into it. I mean, Chicago and New York are laughing stocks as far as management. Same with Cleveland. I think the only exception really that you can make in the Eastern Conference that, a team's at least being managed. I don't know. I would say, well, I would say, well, Atlanta is definitely starting to go on the upward trend. I know the record's really bad right now, but they have oh. a lot of young talent and they've been known for player development. So I, I do see kind of a plus side there, mm-hmm. but the, rest of the teams in the East. Yeah. You notice that trend. They're just not managed. Well, I think the only team in the West that's out of the playoffs right now that you could really make that argument, eh, maybe two, you can make the argument for Phoenix, a hundred percent, Minnesota. More or less, I guess you can make the argument as well that they're not managed very well. But nobody's saying the Warriors aren't managed very well. No, <laughs> yeah, you know, they're at the bottom. So mm-hmm. I think that that's probably that probably has the most to do with it. But that's just a hunch. I'm not exactly sure. I mean, at the end of the day, if you're a free agent, you do kind of choose where you want to go. I know some places offer you more money, but if the Bulls offered you a crazy contract that was higher than Dallas you'd probably still go to Dallas cuz they'd probably have more players around you and mm-hmm. you're going to have better management
0: yeah exactly well here's the other thing too that that you got to think of too i feel like the east has smaller markets too is one thing that i'm seeing they're not in 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 big markets like like the west is the west has some pretty big markets definitely I mean, but at the end of the day, markets don't really mean that much anymore, anymore either. You know, it just kind of depends on where players are at and who wants to play with who.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely not like baseball where market really dictates for the most part, it dictates how your team's going to do. I'm not saying that's always the case and it's not really always the case, but you typically, if you're in a bigger market, you have more money
0: to spend. So exactly. Well, you know, like Milwaukee, Milwaukee's never been considered a big market, but they're one of the top teams in the NBA. And it's because they they have a good um, back office that believes in Giannis and they want to do everything in their power to give Giannis all the weapons that he needs.
1: They've done a very good job of constructing that team. Very good job. Uh, they yeah. did a good job of bringing in a new coach. The, the front office has run well. They obviously – Hit the jackpot drafting Giannis, but they've done a very good job at putting players around him and really building a culture over there. Because that team is really fun to watch. It's really fun to
0: watch. Yeah, no, they're they really are a really really fun team to watch. The that team is even if Giannis was off the off the court to get you know a breather or two, that team can still hold up. You know, Chris they have a lot Middleton, of shooters. Yeah, Chris lot of Middleton's of not a scrub. I don't think anybody would say Chris Middleton's a scrub. Mm Mm-mm. I certainly wouldn't. Yeah, no. So, I don't know. We'll see. Who do you think is going to end up being in the playoffs if they go by record?
1: Well, if they go by record right now, assuming they don't play any other games before then, um, if they just stick to the 16, then you're looking at – we kind of talked about most of the teams, but if they just stick with the 16 – Team format, you're looking at the Magic as the eight seed in the East and then the Grizzlies as the eight seed in the West. So, like I said, most of the teams that we just talked about, excluding Portland and New Orleans, are in the playoffs right now. Now, if they go to 20 teams and they go by record, that's where you get Portland, New Orleans, Sacramento, San Antonio. And it seems like, again, I mentioned it, it seems like they're doing whatever they can to get Zion in the playoffs. So, I, they would have to go with at least 18 teams at this point. Yeah, to if do that and
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. It, do you think if you're Greg Popovich, you're 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 happy if, if the if it goes by record with the with the 20 team playoff? I don't know. if happy that would is the extend, right word to use for it? I mean, I mean cuz that would ex- extend his his uh, his streak of 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 a playoffs, so
1: I mean, I'm sure he would be somewhat thrilled, but I you know he's a pretty blunt man and he's been around a long time i'm sure he knows that he has no chance of doing anything in the playoffs with his team
0: yeah i mean it it it's just keeping his streak alive
1: yeah so if 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 it's just like he's happy that he's keeping the streak going that's cool but i mean otherwise i could see him kind of being almost disappointed because he knows that they're just going to go play like one round and be bounced you know so mm. i could kind of see it from both sides but i don't Popovich is sometimes a hard guy to read so I'm not exactly sure.
0: Yeah, no. I'm I'm like right there with you dude.
1: So, I went to baseball where we were and I wanted to make sure that we talked about this because
0: uh, <laughs> you sure you want to talk about this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it uh baseball, uh I first of all, I am not a fan of the cancel culture.
0: I don't cancel Okay, hold things. on. Hold on before before we go into baseball. I'm looking okay. at this video of JR Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he ain't playing around. He just bitch slapped that motherfucker. He's like, "My boy, get off my motherfucking car. You can beat the shit out of this dude.
1: Hey, you know what? JR doesn't mess around. I saw that article, and I was like, that doesn't surprise me at all. JR getting in a fight. Somebody trashing his truck. They go out there and some whoop some ass.
0: And the person just goes off and runs. <laughs> Is he in L.A.? Uh, I think so. I think I saw a video of – actually, I saw a video of him and Anthony Davis and JR and uh, LeBron. They were all biking in Los, uh, Los Angeles, so. Oh, my God. I see that video now. Hold on. I
1: got to watch this. <laughs> Dude, LeBron looks so weird on a bike with a helmet on. What is and this? And beard. The beard looks weird, but it's still more normalized compared to him being on a bike with a helmet. He does – he looks way too big for the bike.
0: I mean, I feel like all NBA players look way too big on a bike. Well, see, Anthony Davis
1: looks, like, pretty normal in comparison to the bike, but, like, Braun just – wow. Where do you think they were going? What were they doing? Were they just trying to get out and exercise
0: or – Nah, I think that, dude, just some camaraderie. You know how LeBron is. He's all about camaraderie. This is well, how well, you know are... this guy's a good dude. This is how you what? know LeBron's a good dude. Why do you throw Smith Smith had the... in there? Like, I just feel like – I, I don't know, man. J- him and him and J.R. Are, are actually pretty good friends. And you can definitely tell that they're good friends because if he wasn't good friends with, with LeBron, dude, they would not be talking after that stupid boneheaded move that, that J.R. did two seasons ago. I was just going to say, the only thing that I can ever think about with
1: J.R. Smith anymore is that play. I can't – like, there's nothing else that comes to mind. It's just – it constantly – replays that stupid boneheaded play that he made in the playoffs. Oh, oh my
0: gosh, bro. You're telling me I saw that play and I'm like, "Oh, we're about, we might just win." And then I see JR just running out out to the to the to the sideline acting like he was about to cross over and and do a backcourt violation. I'm like, "What the heck are you doing?" I'm like, "Dude, like did you like take a hit and and, and, and drink some Henny like during the last time out, like, what the heck is going on?
1: One of the most boneheaded plays I've ever seen. Oh. And I've seen some crazy plays, but that, that, I, LeBron's expression after that was the funniest. I love that picture of him just like, what were you doing, man?
0: I'm, bro, that, that meme, that, that picture of him doing, I feel like that <laughs> was every Cleveland Cavalier fan. Oh, my. Dude, I – oh, my gosh. It was – it wasn't even, like I, – I didn't think that we were going to win the, the the championship that year or anything like that. But at least we would have, you know, surprised some people, you know?
1: Oh, yeah, because that was – I mean, you know, that, that was really the turning point of the series because afterwards the Warriors just went on to
0: make a mockery and a fool out of the Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I wouldn't be as mad that the that the Golden State Warriors won the championships if Draymond wasn't a part of those teams. Yeah, well, you know,
1: some people wouldn't have been in as mad about. It, it happens all the time there's players mm-hmm. that people don't like. You know, people didn't like the Pistons. They won championships. People hated those guys. Nobody liked Isaiah Thomas. They won rings. You know,
0: mm-hmm. speaking of Isaiah. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, we it, Yeah, we we did call correct- it. We fucking called it. I mean, all the evidence
1: was pointing in that direction. Come on. You, you're seriously trying to tell me that Michael Jordan had nothing to do with Isaiah Thomas not being on the dream team. Dude, that's,
0: that's, it, that was fucking – dude, and we, we knew it was bullshit. We knew it. it. Of course it was bullshit because
1: the the whole thing was told from Michael Jordan's perspective and he, he already got a lot of heat for that and he wasn't trying to bring it up. And they brought it up and he was like, no, I had nothing to do with it. And guess what? Audio footage or audio recording tells otherwise. So, look, mm-hmm. honestly, I think I would respect Jordan Moore if he came out and said, hey, I hated that guy, Isaiah Thomas. Fuck that guy. I didn't want to play with him. Okay. Like, yeah, you didn't want him on the team. That's why he wasn't on the team. Just own up to it. If you did do it, just own up to it. I don't see why you have to, you know, try to prove your innocence here when it's pretty obvious that you pretty much played the entire role in him not being on that team. I don't. Really know what other direction to you take were, that?
0: If anything, like, look, you can probably say that you weren't that big of a factor, but you were at least a nail in the coffin. That's fair.
1: Uh, yeah, if you don't want to take the entire, if you don't want to be the scapegoat, that's fine. But you should at least really own up to the fact that
0: you it was didn't obvious, on obvious.
1: Yeah, it's pretty obvious you didn't like him, and you probably played a role in him not being on the team. And like I said, the reports that came out proved that that was the case. So. <laughs> Uh, you know, yeah. I, I, I get it. I get it. It's just it's funny how we both called that. And then like a couple days afterwards, I remember texting you like, dude, I knew it. I knew we called it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Now now I just need to find some proof that the flu game was actually a hangover. Jordan, nah,
1: maybe Rodman, but I don't know about Jordan.
0: <laughs> no, no, man. I there is conspiracy out there that say that Jordan was actually hung over that day. That it wasn't actually food poisoning or whatever he says. I mean, it was a yeah. It's not an argument completely out of left field, but I
1: don't see it as likely as. Well, I guess I really didn't see the food poisoning really being a factor, but either way, who knows about the flu game? The the bigger conspiracy I think's been solved because a lot of people that they've had this on their minds for a long time. I know Isaiah Thomas has always been curious why he didn't make it. Yeah
0: no man, yeah no. There there is no reason why that, why he shouldn't have been on that team. Point blank period. I agree. I agree. Yeah man, but all right. So baseball, let's get it done and over with because I really don't want to talk about this shit <laughs> for way too long.
1: Trust me, it, it's almost paining. Like it's it's almost hurtful to me that I have to talk about baseball. But I'm talking about baseball, for one reason and one reason only, I'm canceling baseball. It's happening. This is my my cancel stamp that I use very scarcely, but I'm using it today, and I'm canceling the MLB. How do you come to the players, not only just the players, your best players, your ambassadors for the sport, the ones that are getting paid the most money, and say, hey, we're going to take about 75% of your salary that we said we were going to pay you, and you guys are going to need to be okay with that. Not to mention that they would be – going back to playing baseball, already putting themselves at risk of just the normal game, having to isolate themselves from their family members, basically just living, breathing, and dying by baseball, not doing anything else. And you're telling them that, okay, we're going to come back. You guys can play baseball again. You can't do anything else, and we're docking the majority of your salary that we promised. That's bullshit.
0: Yeah, no. A contract a contract. You collectively bargain that
1: contract on both sides. You guys met to an, an amount, and you agreed to pay that amount. And if anybody wants to make the argument that the owners don't have enough money, that's that's hogwash. That's not true.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They're business no, owners, they take this risk on when they buy a team when they sign these players. You pay them what you promised. If I were somebody like Max Scherzer or Bryce Harper or Mike Trout, I would be like, You know, first of all, they're all fighting and basically saying, "Why did you even bring this to the table?" Which I agree. Why did you even propose this plan? You knew they were not going to be okay with it. Okay, that's part A. And B, if they somehow compromise and step down their contracts from what they're owed, you don't think a lot of those players are just going to sit out? It's a shortened season. They're putting themselves at more risk. They're making less money. Exactly. Like you don't think those guys are just going to say, "Okay, well, you know what? Fuck it. It wasn't a real season anyway." It just doesn't, yeah, it doesn't no. make any sense to me. I don't know where – and the has always been so, behind their time. They've always been making decisions mm-hmm. that are super questionable, that don't make any sense, and that should have been left back in the 90s. They've, they've been infamous for this. But come on. First of all, people don't really want to watch your sport anyway. You're becoming less and less appealing. And you could have filled the gap right now. You could have filled the gap with no sports before everything came back. You could have gotten it together and said, all right, we're going back. We're playing. And you could have probably captured an audience that you normally don't capture. But guess what? NHL is coming back. NBA is coming back. NFL doesn't have any plans to move. You don't think that all these sports are going to start back up and you're just going to get
0: forgotten about. Baseball is a dying sport, I feel like, because because of that. They're not innovating the sport. They're not making the sport better. They're, they're trying to keep it where it was beneficial to the owners, and it, it, that, that's just not working out. I'm looking at these numbers right now. Mike Trout was set to make uh, $36 million this year, and if this, if this uh, proposal was going to go through, he would only make $5 million. Exactly. Like, you're, you're cutting the majority of somebody's
1: salary. You're almost cutting the entire thing. Not to mention that he would only
0: be making 15.5% of his his total salary that he was supposed to get paid.
1: And let me say this for people listening. I'm not saying that teams can't say, hey, we've had a tough year. Circumstances have happened. We have to take a little bit away. The NBA did that. I don't have a problem with them saying, hey, we have to take a little bit. But saying that you're going to take – you know, eighty-five percent of someone's salary that they were promised—no way. I mean, come on. If you're gonna, if you're gonna work on taking money or trying to protect your your franchise or whatever it may be, take a little bit off each paycheck, or you know, come to a, an agreement on something a, a, an approved percentage of everybody's paychecks, regardless of what they get paid. Or maybe you do it kind of like a tax bracket situation or something like that, where, like the NBA did, the guys that are making supermax money. They're going to get taxed when the new season starts in October. I don't have a problem with that either. But it, the way they're approaching it's just like they, they obviously don't care about their best players, their ambassadors for the sport. They don't care. Uh, they, they're they just trying to protect their own asses at the end of the day. And they're, they're going to just end up spiraling the MLB into a worse spot than it already is because, like you said, it's a dying sport. So if you know that. You really had a chance here to capture a very large audience, really get people re-engaged in baseball. You failed, and you failed hard. I don't know why th- this is even a thing, but it is, and I'm canceling baseball. Fuck baseball.
0: So there you go. Yeah, no, man. I I was already kind of – the only reason I watch baseball is because of the Rockies. The Rockies are my team. Um, I'm a – I'm a Rockies fan through and through, and I barely even watch them. And I don't so hate baseball. Doesn't
1: matter. I don't hate baseball. I do like watching baseball. I really like watching the playoffs. They're, it's one of the only sports now and one of the only like postseasons other than March Madness really that really anybody can win it because you really do yeah. – with the wild card play-ins, you really do have some teams that could come in. Nobody would have expected the Washington Nationals to go all the way last year and win it, and not just to win it but embarrass some teams. But they did. And that's the cool thing about baseball that I don't think you have with a lot of other sports. But, yeah, no, it's just, you know, I'm not incentivized or inclined to want to watch baseball now. I can't say that I am.
0: Yeah, no, I I, I completely agree with you. I, um, I don't know, man. Baseball is, it's tricky. It really is.
1: I don't think it's as but, tricky as some people were trying to make it, but I get your point. I, I do understand that coming back from a pandemic and trying to somewhat salvage a season and salvage the books and everything like that. I get all that, but it's just the approach. It's like nobody thought about what they were trying to propose and just proposed it. Nobody proofread, yeah. you know, the proposal, none of that. It was just like, okay, I have an idea, wrote it down on paper. And they went in and said, Hey, here's what we're doing. <laughs> just doesn't work. You're running a business. You yeah. should probably have, you know, some more insight and some more self-control and situational awareness than that. But that that's for another day. We'll move on to better things. So for the people listening, um, we are going to rank um, the 32 NFL starters for the 2021, 2020 or 2020, 2021 season at the quarterback position. So Merv and I both came up with a list. Um, We ranked our QBs for what we felt they were going to do this year and how they should be viewed in a ranking format. So we're not ranking overall careers. We're not ranking previous seasons. We may allude to some things from previous seasons, but this is all for this upcoming year. Um, so without further ado, we'll just kind of kick this off here. Um, we both talked about this before the episode, and we both agreed that unanimously Patrick Mahomes was number one. Um, obviously, me being a Chiefs fan Love Patty Have nothing bad to say about him But it, I don't really see how you can make an argument That he's not the best player in the NFL Let alone the best quarterback in the NFL right now I just don't really see an argument against it He's got an MVP He's got a Super Bowl, Super Bowl MVP He had one of the best seasons the quarterbacks ever had He's lighting people up left and right I just don't see how you could disagree with that So we both felt that Mahomes went first And that was an easy one Um, So for number two, Merv, I'm going to let you go ahead and uh, give us what you had for number two.
0: Number two, um, I'm going to go with uh, Drew Brees, man. Model of consistency has been phenomenal year in, year out. Always has his team in the playoffs. Um, I I feel like this is another gimme, man. You, You just can't go wrong with Drew Brees. See, I I'm going to kind of disagree with you. Uh, I have another
1: player in mind at number 2 but for mostly the same reasons that you just described and that's Russell Wilson.
0: Um You know what? And and, and guess what? Dude? He is my number 3. Okay. So, okay. you know, it, it, you can you can you can argue with 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 one or the other. To me, I just feel like Drew Brees has been doing this for a longer period of time.
1: Okay. I don't necessarily disagree he, with that and you have a lot of the same mm-hmm. reasonings that I have for Russ. So, that's fair. I, I I can live with that. Um, so you had Breeze at two, and then you had Wilson at three. Yes, I did. Okay, so I had uh, I had Jackson at three. Um, and for a lot of reasons, uh, primarily he just had an absolute flamethrower of a year last year. It was incredible. We, we just you don't talk about the playoffs. The playoffs were obviously nasty, but there's so much upside with him, and he put so much on the field. He already. Proved everybody wrong about him not being able to play the quarterback position. He he just had a phenomenal year and he's super versatile. Now, moving forward, there there are questions about durability because of uh, the style of play that he plays. But if we're just talking about the season, I feel pretty comfortable putting him at number three.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I look here. You're not going to hear a whole lot of arguments for for Lamar Jackson being in the top five. I put him at four just simply because of his playoff record. And you know, it's probably gonna get no, not probably, it will get better as as he progresses on his in his football career. I just feel like, you know, with Russell Wilson, with Drew Brees, with Pat Mahomes, those are three proven guys that, you know, you can't. Uh, to me, you cannot argue that those three are the best three.
1: Well, and I'll say this. Uh, if you're Lamar Jackson, you have got to start to figure out a recipe for beating Patrick Mahomes. Otherwise, this seems like it's going to turn out to be a, Manning, or a Manning-Brady rivalry where, you know, obviously Brady had the upper hand a lot more. And if, if Jackson really wants to get the full recognition that he deserves, which I think he's a phenomenal player, he's amazing. Uh, it just It's unfortunate for him Patrick Mahomes exists. Um, but you got to figure out a way to beat Pat Um, in the end that that's what it's going to come down to for me for where he falls in this list long-term not short-term and I, I think yeah. he's got a good squad with him but if he falls to Pat again this year you know and I think most people I, I do see the debate every once in a while where they're like who's better who would you rather take Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson I would take Patrick Mahomes. obviously I do have some bias here but I think looking at both of them without any bias and in a vacuum I would still take Mahomes, but it's not necessarily as wide of you know a gap yeah, yeah exactly there's not as wide of a gap as people would assume there is but I still think Mahomes is a better player so I had Jackson at three who'd you have at three you had Wilson? I have uh I had Russ at three okay so who's your four uh Lamar okay um I had yeah I, I had Brady yeah. at four uh to me Because I I think he obviously got what he wanted by going to an improved team. He's actually got a lot of talent around him. And, you know, the offense with the Patriots was really bad last year. He did what he could, but it's Brady. I'm not counting him out. I'm not – I know he's going to have a good year. And we – well, hopefully he's going to have a good year. But I think this is really going to be the year that kind of makes the argument that maybe Belichick and Brady are both good in their own ways and – they just happen to be in a really good situation, but I don't think that Brady's a scrub without Belichick, and I think he's going to have a really good year. So I had him at four.
0: Okay, I mean, yeah, I can I can see where your argument can be there for him. I just don't know, man. I think age is going to catch up to him. He's not, He's gonna. He's still going to be good, but he's not going to be the same Tom Brady that we've seen in in New England. I don't know. It's just a, a, a weird feeling. that that I have, but you know what? If you have him at four, I'm not going to argue against that. Okay. Um, So who is your number five then?
1: My man, Aaron Rodgers. Okay. I I don't hate that. Um, I will say that I had uh, Deshaun Watson at five and Rodgers at six. Hey,
0: you and me are flip-flops right there. I have Rodgers at five, Watson at six. Okay.
1: And I, I do think they're a little interchangeable. The reason that I put Watson ahead of Rodgers, even though the, you know, the Texans are run by a freaking idiot, uh, Bill O'Brien has no fucking idea what he's doing. Um, but I, Watson's a lot younger, and his team is still providing him with offensive weapons, even though they got rid of obviously Hopkins, biggest, you know, one of the best receivers, if not I. Personally, I'd put him as the best receiver in the league, but that's for another day. You
0: and me, you and me both, you and me both. But
1: they do seem more committed to putting talent around him versus the Packers. Uh, We kind of spoke about the boneheaded move with them getting Jordan Love. And Rodgers is obviously a great quarterback, phenomenal quarterback. He's had just such an awesome career. But I I just, I, I think this is the time where we really start to see the, the downturn and, you know, kind of his fall in his career, and I think last year was already a testament to that. They had a really good team, but they relied primarily on the run game, and they had a pretty stout defense. Um, I don't think that—not to say he didn't make a difference last year—but it wasn't an Aaron Rodgers year that we know from the past, right?
0: Yeah, no, I I agree, and the and, and because his lack of his lack of help is why I put him over this, uh Deshaun, just simply because. He he's making things happen with what he has. Uh, Deshaun, great great young quarterback. I think he has a phenomenal future. He got drafted by the absolute perfect team when he when he got drafted, and you can obviously tell he had the best wide receiver in the NFL. He's had a, a pretty good defense. He's had a pretty okay running back as well. So he's had he's had support around him whereas you know aaron Rodgers has has had to make make some of these receivers household names
1: well i think the other thing uh with watson is that he's proven already that he like he obviously tore his acl so i can't say durable but he's proven that he can take it i mean he had broken ribs and a punctured lung last year and he was still playing he's had a terrible offensive line pretty much the entire time he's been there and he's still been stout so i just i had to put him there Me being a Chiefs fan, I really thought, back to that draft, I really thought that he was going to be our man. It it looked like it was pretty much dead set, and we came out of left field and got Patrick Mahomes. But I was perfectly okay with having Deshaun Watson as our quarterback. I I really thought fondly of him when he was in college, and I think he's already done great things in the NFL. So uh, we can agree to disagree there, but at least we had them in the same order. So if Watson was your six, who's your seven? Uh Tom, Tom. Okay. I had Drew Brees at seven, Um, not any not throwing any shade on um, (laughs) Drew Brees. I just think he's age really does become a factor here and he's had some phenomenal years, but I just keep kind of looking. This is really their last year, in my opinion, that they can really make a run at it. They've had such disappointing playoff runs the past couple of years, and it's just they got to get it done this year. They really got to get it done.
0: Well, I mean, you can't really. If it I mean, the, my my argument towards some of those is you can't really argue. You can't really say that they've had bad playoff runs because it's just they've had situations where it's almost out of their control. Well, yeah, and the pass interference. How, did anybody did anybody did anybody expect Stephon Diggs to catch that ball and run it in for a touchdown? And, no, that was a prayer throw. I same with the same with the pass interference. The, the 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 blatantly blown pass interference call that they had two seasons ago
1: i'm just looking at it and I, I i should i should get ahead of myself here and say that i'm not pinning all of their playoff losses on him i'm just looking at the qb field and looking at their teams around them and how competitive they are and this is just where Brees felt there's no disrespect he's the old-time leader in a, a bunch of stat lines in the nfl at the qb position he's a hall of fame quarterback i have nothing against him if we're just going off of projections for this season that's just where i have him so
0: yeah, I don't know, man. That that one, I think you have him way too low. I think that Breeze is, is definitely a top five quarterback. But you know what? If you have him on top seven, just watch him prove
1: you wrong. And I, I'm fine with that. I'd love to be proven wrong. Um, and I'd love for you to be proven wrong with Brady too. So I guess we'll see kind of where that takes us. Yeah. Um, Eight, this is going to be, for me, I don't know if this is going to be a shocker for you. I think this will probably be a shocker for a lot of people, but I'm going to put Carson Wentz at eight. And, hey, you and I are right there. Because okay. I I think he has proven, especially last year, late season, he proved that he's, he's talented. He's not always been the most durable player. But he's definitely talented. He thing, had no though. receivers last year to deal with. They had no signed receivers playing at the end of the season. And he was he was still in games. He was bringing them back. And to me, like people want to always compare Carson Wentz and Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott has the talent around him and has the offensive line around him and simply like against good teams cannot do it. Carson Wentz, I would never, depending on who they're playing, but most teams I would not count him out. He really – to me, he, he's kind of that player that you can't really say that you're out of the game, that you've lost the game if you have him on your side, you know.
0: Yeah. I mean, how many years ago – was it four seasons ago or three seasons ago? He was, he was leading the, the charge for MVP until he hurt his leg. And they
1: still won the Super Bowl that year. That's a testament to how good the Eagles were that year. But, he, yeah, he was phenomenal. He played really, really well all that year. And it, it's, it's obvious why they drafted him, why they paid him the money. The biggest
0: knock – Yes, but the biggest knock for him is his health, man. Absolutely. Like he, is, he cannot stay healthy to save his life. And I pray for the man.
1: I pray that he has a, a healthy season this year and has he doesn't have to miss any games. So I think that shut a lot of the haters
0: up. He is an, I think he's an immense talent. And I feel like if, if he were healthy, he might be a top-five quarterback. But just the fact that he cannot stay on the field due to injury – is the most frustrating thing for me. I agree. For Carson Wentz. Because, man, he like I said, he is a, like you like we've been saying, he's a very, very intelligent player. He's very, very good. It's just, dude, fucking stay healthy for God's sakes. Yeah, and some of that
1: is out of his control, but there are some situations where he can keep himself out of trouble a little bit better, so I think he needs to be a little bit more cognizant on the field, but Like we both mentioned, his talent is there. We obviously know how talented he is and how good he can be when he's healthy. So, you know, moving forward, I I have him at eight. I I think he he belongs there, and I think he's deserved that spot. And I think that the Eagles are going to be an improved team. I'm really interested to see how they use Jalen Hurts because I think they're – you know, Peterson is a – he's obviously a descendant of Andy Reid, but he he uses a lot of the same style of offense, and I think – that he's going to try to put Jalen Hurts in situations, kind of like what New Orleans does with Taysom Hill, and I think it's going to benefit them. So I'm very interested yeah. to see how that turns out. But he's going to have a healthy or a healthy wide receiver core this year. Hopefully, he comes, you know, firing on all cylinders and stays healthy. Um, but I have him at eight. So who do you have at nine then? Jimmy G. Jimmy G. Okay. Um, I had Dak mm-hmm. at nine, so I would agree to disagree there. But I, I'm curious for why you felt Jimmy was number nine.
0: I don't dude I think that yes yes it, um he he showed his uh inexperience a little bit towards uh towards the end there with 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 the playoffs but dude I feel like he has he has it you know he uh he's he, I I just think he's a phenomenal player dude he 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 did he did he did what he needed to do and he got to the Super Bowl he was literally one, how many yards was he off with with Emmanuel Sanders? Uh, it was over like, his head. Like, a couple
1: of yards, yeah. It was it was over his head. I don't remember specifically because the emotions were soaring through me too Maybe much. Five, yeah. So,
0: <laughs> yeah. But my argument here's the thing: he's five yards a, a, a away from winning the Super Bowl for that team. Well, maybe in the and Super I just Bowl because that...
1: we didn't ex- we we thought they already had it in the bag, right? And the Chiefs came back, but yeah. I, I don't necessarily know if that still seals the Super Bowl for them. But it definitely gives them, uh, from the odds standpoint, it gives them a lot better of a shot. So I would agree with that. Um...
0: He's he, dude. You can kind of tell that, he, uh, like, in some of these big moments, he's he's stepping up to it. He's not he's not scared. I feel like yes, his inexperience really showed a little bit in the in the Super Bowl. But I feel like he's going to get better, you know. He went from not making the playoffs last year to being in the Super Bowl the following Well, year. he
1: also wasn't in the playoffs last year because he tore his ACL, actually, at Arrowhead Stadium for making a boneheaded move and trying to cut back inbounds, um, non-contact, and mm-hmm. tore his ACL. So it was obvious why they weren't in the playoffs last year. But they also didn't have some of the players that they have, uh, including Bosa. They didn't have him last year. So... No, I I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I just don't have him as high as you. Um, And my reasoning for putting Dak there may have been a little bit familiar uh, for some people hearing, but I think the Cowboys the past couple of years have been the most disappointing team in the NFL. And strictly speaking, because they've had so much talent on both sides of the ball. So much talent, great offensive line. They finally brought in some good receivers Defense was shoring up, looking really good, and I think a lot of it really was coaching. I don't think Dak is—I don't think Dak is as bad as people give him credit for. They obviously choked in some big games last year, and some of that falls on his shoulders. And I don't think he's worth as much money as he's saying he's worth. But I still think he's a, a good quarterback. He's proven to be durable, staying on the field, and I kind of like his style of play. I would like him to be a little bit more consistent against, you know, good opponents. But maybe some of that had to do with coaching. I can't necessarily see. I think this is really kind of like Wentz and some of these older quarterbacks we've talked about. This is kind of the year where you really figure it out, right? You figure out if Dak's actually worth that money, assuming they don't get a contract done before the season starts. That's always still in play, and they're negotiating. So that may be the case. But if he gets paid the big money, the pressure's on even more, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, but here's my argument towards towards. Garoppolo has a better QBR than 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 Jimmy Gar. has a better QBR than than Dak Prescott. He has a 102 QBR versus Dak Prescott's 99.7. You know, yeah, Dak had had a uh, had had 30 touchdowns to his 11 interceptions, but again, he he's not showing up when he needs to show up. You know, and that's why I I think Jimmy G is. Is, is a little bit better than Prescott, you know? And also Prescott was put into a situation where almost any quarterback can, can flourish. And, you know, you have arguably one of the, arguably the best uh, running back in the, in the NFL, you have the best offensive line in the NFL, you know, you, you your owner, your owner is not afraid to spend money to win. Well, but, you know, I think
1: the same could be said about the 49ers with the fact that you could probably drop most quarterbacks into that situation, and they should do well. It's not like Jimmy doesn't have weapons around him. I mean, they, they have they – Yeah, have, but
0: Dak, who, 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 what, what offense would you rather have if you're a quarterback? Do you want the Cowboys or do you want the 49ers? Uh, after the draft
1: now, definitely the Cowboys because they got CeeDee Lamb, and – I think that's a game changer because they already had a pretty good receiving core. So after the draft, I would definitely lean Cowboys.
0: So, I mean, yeah. So Jimmy Garoppolo has, has, has a, a good team, but it's nothing compared to what, what Dak has, has. You I wouldn't know? say it's
1: nothing compared Dak to, though, because they have George Kittle who is arguably, I mean, he's the top three, top two tight end in the league. Obviously we could have that argument about Kelsey and Kittle. That's for another day, but they have a phenomenal tight end. They have Debo Samuel, who came out of nowhere last year. Same with Raheem Mostert. They had a great running game. I mean, it's not like they had a scrub offense. And now we, if we looked at it side
0: no, by side, no, and I'm not. And, and look, I'm not. I, I don't want to downplay. I don't want to downplay the, the the 49ers' offense that much. That on paper, the Cowboys are a way, way more, way better team. Dak Prescott should not have have as many problems as he had this season with that offense point blank
1: period that's fair I and and look wait we're we're, this is our own list and we're agreeing to disagree here so um yeah that's fine I I I see your argument and like I said for a lot of other quarterbacks I think Dak this is really his year to figure out what he's actually capable of but I just I put him there because we're looking at the season as a whole and how it's going to go and I think it's going to go pretty well for the Cowboys so and and look
0: I don't want our listeners to get it twisted. I don't think Dak Prescott is dog shit, you know, but I don't think that he's a better quarterback than Garoppolo. And that's why I have Garoppolo at nine and Prescott at 10.
1: All right. So you got Prescott at
0: 10. Um, I have big Ben at 10. See, the reason why I don't have big Ben higher in this list is, is age and, uh, and health. And those can both play a factor, but
1: I, I think I think Big Ben's got one more run in him. I think he's got one more good run in him.
0: You know, and, and look, I have nothing against Big Ben. Big Ben is, is a bona fide Hall of Famer, one of the greatest quarterbacks that, that this game has seen. He is just a tank of a man, and he still has that cannon. But that cannon only helps – if he's on the field healthy. That's true. And I guess
1: there, there is some questions about his injury coming back, but the, I, I think the outlook looks pretty good and they still have the same coaching and they've added some pieces. I think if Big Ben comes back and all goes well, I think they are a contender in the AFC. Uh, their division, probably not. They probably have to get a wild card because they do have the Ravens in their division. So I think that's a little tough. Yeah. But I still think they're capable of making the playoffs. And I think Big Ben does make a difference. We saw what happened when they had scrub quarterbacks last year didn't play out well for him and they have a really good defense. So if big Ben can play to, you know, 75% of what he did play, I still think that will win them a lot of games. And at the end of the day, you can obviously say that other parts of the team, you know, kind of helped win that game. But I I think big Ben still got something in the tank. So that's why I put him at 10 um, coaching team uh, weapons around him. And I I think he's poised for just one more. Um, I don't know how much longer we have big Ben in the league, but I think he's going to give it his go or give it his all for, for one more. So, um, so you had Dak at 10 then, right? And I had big Ben. Um, who's your 11? Uh, Matt Stafford. Okay. Okay. I, I I don't disagree with you. I, I will say, um, so I had Matt Ryan at 11, not Matt Stafford. Um, and I had a pretty heavy debate about who I wanted to put higher and why. Um, and I think a lot of it does come down to that Matt Ryan is surrounded by, like, he's not surrounded by tremendous management. He's definitely surrounded by better management and a better ownership. But it seems like the Falcons are more committed to building around him long-term. He is their franchise quarterback. He, the same could be said about Stafford. But it mm-hmm. just seems like, you know, Matt Ryan's – he's had some great years and he's he's consistent. The talent's there. He's getting a little bit older. But, I mean, he's been a workhorse and he's – He's done so much for the Falcons. He got them to a Super Bowl. Obviously, it was embarrassing the way they lost, but I I, I felt that Matt Ryan deserved to be a little bit higher, especially looking at the season as a whole uh, this upcoming season. I, I just felt like the Falcons' outlook was a little bit better than the Lions. Um, but I don't necessarily yeah. hate for you having Stafford at 11, and I can see why you did it because I did have that debate between the two of
0: them who I wanted to put higher. So. Yeah, no. Uh, the reason why I have Stafford, dude, is just plain. It's just it's just that his team is not very good, and he's he 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 puts up big numbers. If he had a better offense around him, we would be talking about Matt Stafford in a better light. You know, back when he had Megatron, you know, you 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 kind of just started seeing. Oh yeah, the lines are starting to commit with Stafford. You know he has he's ha- he has uh, weapons. He's starting to kind of kind of get it, and then for some reason it just all fell fell apart as soon as Megatron retired. Yeah, and I can see that. I I, I don't have anything against Matt
1: Stafford. I've actually a lot of the times I've really fought in his corner because I really don't think he gets the respect he deserves.
0: Um, if he was on another team, if he was on another team, if if like let's just say this, if Matt Stafford was in in the 49ers, the 49ers would would have been uh, a top a top team for the last three seasons, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I don't disagree with you. Okay. Yeah, you know? no, I, I, I completely agree with you there. Um, so this is going to be, for some people listening, this may be a – you would, may consider this a hot take, but I don't consider this a hot take. I actually consider this pretty surefire. I have Kyler Murray at twelve. Ooh, and here's my reasoning why. So he was – and I was down on him coming into the NFL. I really thought it was going to be another Baker story. He was going to a shit team. He was even smaller than Baker Mayfield. He still had an electric year in college. He was still a great player. I just didn't see him developing into an NFL quarterback. But guess what? He had an awesome season last year. Offensive rookie of the year. Had a great season uh, for what he was handed anyway. I, I remember turning on some games and watching him just for, you know, I had red zone on, I could see some of their, their drives. He did a lot with a little, and he's clearly shown that he's capable of being a franchise quarterback and capable of being a good one. And them adding Hopkins in the off season, I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like, you just gave that man Hopkins. I mean, any quarterback with Hopkins, excluding a couple cause the Texans had Hopkins for a while and it didn't work out. I mean, he was still great, but they weren't, you know, like a playoff contender team, but Kyler and Hopkins seems very dangerous to me. And I was also very down on Cliff, and it seems like him and Kyler really click well and that team's making good decisions. So I have Kyler at twelve.
0: I, I I think it's a little too high. Maybe next season I would agree with you that for this season, I I don't know. That's a little high. We'll we'll get to where I have him at later. But at my 12, I have Matty Ice okay. at my number 12. For all the facts that you have been saying, he, like Drew Brees, has been just been consistent. He's been very, very good for a very, very long time. And I feel like as long as Matt Ryan is there with with Julio Jones, you can't count that team out. I would agree. I,
1: I'm very fond of Matty Ice, always have been. Um and I wish things would have went better for him. I would have obviously loved to see him win that Super Bowl because fuck the Patriots.
0: Um, yeah. But, yeah. No, that would have that would have been great for Matt, and I feel like that would have cemented his legacy definitely as as a great as a great quarterback because he had the MVP that year. And, it's, and all he had to do
1: it sucks too that we look, you know, and it, it we're all victims to it. You look at a player differently when they have a championship versus when they don't, right? You really do, and mm-hmm. it sucks for him mm-hmm. specifically because he's. Mm-hmm being given the benefit of the doubt because he doesn't have a championship versus some of the order quarterbacks that we've mentioned. But like you just said, he's very consistent, and he's for sure going to be in the Hall of Fame for the Falcons. There's no question about that.
0: So, yeah, he'll be in their yeah, ring of fame definitely. for sure. I
1: don't, I don't see any way around that. So, yeah, it, it really does suck that just the kind of general stigma is that he doesn't have a championship, so we kind of we think less of him. But and, I, I think he's – And who knows, man? Maybe he
0: will get one. And who knows? Maybe he will get one later in but I just feel like their their moment was was a couple years ago and it, it just crumbled. Definitely, definitely. So
1: I said my twelve, who do you have at thirteen? Uh I got Big Ben at okay. thirteen. So I have Kirk Cousins at thirteen. Um Okay. I as much as everybody else was pretty skeptical especially after the couple weeks of last year that he really was dog shit beginning of the year with the Vikings dog shit mm-hmm. but i always i always knew watching him at, or watching him at washington that he was capable that guy was i mean it is kind of like matt stafford really reminded me a lot of matt stafford as far as that guy can chuck the ball and he's going to rack up a lot of yards um and the real question yeah, no. was is he capable of winning close games? Is he capable of doing the things that a franchise quarterback is supposed to do, especially for how much money he's getting paid? And I would say after the couple of weeks last year that he was really bad and his teammates were criticizing him, I think he put all the haters to, to bed. I think he had a really good rest of his season. It's unfortunate they played the 49ers in the playoffs, but you can't pin that all on him for them losing that game. He was trying, and he had some he had a pretty good game that game. I you know, at the end of the day. I think Kirk Cousins gets a lot of shade that's undeserved, just like some of these other guys we're talking about, and that's why I have him there. I, he's capable. He's got a good coach. He's got a good system around him. So I have him. I have him at thirteen.
0: Oh, all right. No man, I I I, I have him a little, a couple slots down. But hey, you hit the nail right on the head. We'll go back to Kirk when I make when I uh, show you guys what. My, what my pick for him is. But um, yeah. Who do you have at 14? I have Stafford at 14. You have Stafford at 14? I have Stafford 14? at
1: 14. Um, okay. And, you know, again, I had that debate of where he should be. And I know probably not everybody, including you, doesn't like the Kyler being up at 12. But just looking at the full body uh, of, you know, of work that's going to come up this season and what their teams, you know, what situations they're in, I just I just felt like Kyler was a little bit higher. But I like Matt Stafford. I've always been fond of him. So, uh yeah stafford at 14
0: okay i have josh allen at my 14th okay i have him at 15 so i think i think i think he's gonna be the second coming of big ben honestly dude a more athletic big ben i
1: I don't disagree with you I, i i i really like josh allen i i he he is i mean that guy is uber competitive he and He's such a big dude, too. He reminds me a lot of Cam Newton and Big Ben if you put them together because he's got the arm talent that Cam yes. never had.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. That's that's a great, great comparison to make. He is a hybrid of, of Big Ben and, and Cam Yeah, he's Newton. got
1: the arm talent, but he's also such a big dude that he, you know, he is a, a running quarterback, too. He still runs the ball, and he's surprisingly very fast for how big he is. I, I want to put that out there. But, yeah, man. I mean, he's a big dude, so – you really look at kind of how he plays. He, he really does run it more than Dave Benwood and he's more athletic, but he, yeah, he, he's definitely the, the cross between the two of them. So uh, I'm very yeah, fond of no, him. no, I
0: mean, there's, there's nothing that you can really frown upon on with, with his stats last year. I mean, yeah, he had an 85.3 QBR, but I mean, it's his second season. He'll get better, but you know, 20 touchdowns to his nine interceptions. That's, that's pretty good. Well, cool, And he, and- like the,
1: the other things I want to point out are, A, last year he wasn't necessarily surrounded by the most glorious offensive weapons in the league. Um, he did have some good pieces, like Devin Singletary, John Brown. But when you thought of the Buffalo Bills in 2019-2020, you thought defense first, right? I'm not a fool for saying mm-hmm. that. But now you look at this offseason and their drafts. They added Zach Moss. They got Stephon Diggs. They, they're sure enough to be a really good team on both sides of the ball, and he's definitely capable. He's got that in him, I think, to win those games that matter, and especially now that he doesn't have Tom Brady in his division anymore. To me, I think the Buffalo mm-hmm. Bills are a clear cut uh, division winner in the AFC East. So to me, I had, you know, I put him at 15, you had him at 14, but I agree with everything you just said about Josh Allen. I like him. So,
0: yeah. So who'd mm-hmm. you have at
1: 15? At my
0: 15, I have Kirk Cousins at my okay. 15 yeah i mean like I, I like i said uh like you were saying actually he's he is a very very good quarterback i mean just looking at his stats right now 107.4 qbr 26 touchdowns to six interceptions that's that's pretty darn good with uh with 3600 uh passing yards you can't you can't really uh frown frown upon that man he that he is going to be a solid solid quarterback um, I've actually, when he was first coming into the NFL, I wanted him to be with the Broncos. So I have nothing against Kirk Cousins. Loved him at Michigan State. Thought he was an absolute stud at Michigan State. Um, I just feel like the other fourteen players that I have on my list are 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 going to be better than him in in twenty twenty.
1: Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't necessarily disagree with that. We were pretty close on that. Sixteen um, is where I have Jimmy. And I think I kind of okay. gave my argument for why I ranked him lower than you did. I just think, to me, he's more of a game manager. And maybe it's just the offense that he's in because they are a run-first offense. But I just mm-hmm. see that team, the quarterback spot, being a little bit more interchangeable. And I, Jimmy hasn't really proven to me that he has that next-level quarterback gene and skill. Not to say that he isn't capable of achieving that. That's just where I have him. I don't necessarily think he's asked to do a whole bunch, and maybe that's part of the problem, but I don't necessarily think he's capable of doing some of the great things that we see from other quarterbacks. But I'd like to be proven wrong. So I, just because I have him yeah. at 16 doesn't necessarily I, I, mean I don't think he's capable of doing those things and that he can't move up on my list. That's just where I have him.
0: Yeah. No, I. you know what? I think that they're, ever since he came into the 49ers, I feel like they have been babying him and coddling him a little bit a little bit they need they they need jimmy g to to just run run wild bro they need to loosen up the grip that they have on jimmy g i just feel like they 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 think that they know that he's going to be good and i think that they are they are protecting him way too much yeah right i would agree so you know i have him there i hope he moves up
1: I don't think that's a concrete spot for yeah. him. I think some of the other spots here for quarterbacks, I think it's pretty concrete. But for him, mm-hmm. I had him there. I hope he moves up. We'll see where it goes. So I had him at 16. Who'd you have at 16? Teddy Bridgewater. Okay. Uh, I'm curious. I have him a little bit further down the list. Why'd you put him so high?
0: I mean, gosh darn it, man. What he did with the Saints. That's all I needed to, that's all I needed to see. And I would
1: agree that... I a lot of people doubted him because of his injury and everything. And he did come out and string together a couple good performances with the Saints. So I'm not saying he's bad. I just don't, in my mind, I don't know if he's deserving of 16, but I don't have him too much further down the list. It's glad that he's gotten back and actually to play in football and hell, he's going to be a starter again this year. So that's good for him. Um,
0: I, yeah, man, I just feel like with Teddy Bridgewater, I feel like teams just, just, I feel like teams don't believe in him. And, like many teams, that's fair do. and the is is part good. of it. And I feel like, and yeah, and obviously your your best your best uh, your best ability is availability. But I don't know, man. I just the eye test. Looking at Teddy Bridgewater, he is like he just looks so composed, and he knows how to read the the defense. I just I I don't know what it is about Teddy Bridgewater, but I just I'm sold on Teddy okay. Bridgewater. I'm buying all the Teddy Bridgewater okay. stock.
1: Well, I have a first, I have a one a little bit down the list, but we'll we'll get to that when we get there. So you had him at 16. Who was your 17? Phil Rivers. Rivers. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, 17 was nine. I mean That that was the same for me. I had Phil Rivers at 17. So
0: the gunslinger man. I. You can say what you want to say about Philip Rivers, man. That that boy can still play the, the game of football. I had to really
1: take my bias hat off of ranking Phil Rivers because me being a Chiefs fan, obviously saw him twice a year and talked yeah. a lot of shit to Phil Rivers. I mean, but granted, he couldn't beat the Chiefs very much in his career. But it, aside from that, or at least lately, I shouldn't say in his career as a whole, but it, it, since about 2010, he's not had luck with the Chiefs. But Phil Rivers is talented. He's very consistent. He doesn't get injured. He doesn't miss games. His trash talk's hilarious, and he definitely still has the ability to be good, if not great, given the right weapons. I think he's on the older side of his career, so that's a little bit of a a gray area. But he is with a new team, new coach, and the Colts are a pretty well-run organization, so I think he'll do pretty Mm -hmm. well there.
0: Yeah, I mean, gunslinger mentality, obviously you're going to have a lot of interceptions to touchdowns. 23 touchdowns to 20 interceptions that's probably not something that you want from your quarterback but hey it's philip rivers philip rivers does whatever the fuck he wants
1: and uh, you know some of that speaks to the um, so
0: we both had him at 17 who was your 18 my 18 is okay. Ryan Tannehill. yep i'm at 18 too i mean i i feel like last year he proved that if he has a, a, an adequate team around him he can be an team. you can't
1: blame him for having a hard time in Miami, everybody's having a hard time Miami. Even, you know, Fitzmagic, who Fitzmagic is, is nicknamed for a reason. But, I, yeah, I, I, Tannehill never got the credit he deserved. Granted, he wasn't very great with Miami, but Miami had its own problems at the time, and he definitely did step up to the plate last year and proved it. Granted, they did have the best running back in the league, but specifically the, the thing that I think of Tannehill and the thing – or the, the play and the game that proved it to me was when he played Kansas City. Uh, it was the first game back uh, for Patrick Mahomes. He had a great game. Our defense lost that game, but that run by Tannehill—he was just running defenders over. Uh, I did not realize he was as big as he looked uh, when he was playing us there, and it really shocked me. But he earned mm-hmm. his money, uh, and he fit really well into that system. They just didn't have the juice to get to the Super Bowl, but I'm not holding that against Tannehill. So,
0: yeah, no, I feel like, like, like I said, man. I don't think Miami was was necessarily good for, for Ryan Tannehill's uh, overall legacy, but now with him being in Tennessee, I feel like he has structure. He has balance as far as his team team is concerned, you know? And I mean, they, 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 they they trusted him, you know, they benched that what, who everybody thought was the franchise quarterback for the Tennessee Titans and Marcus Mariota. Yeah. And and he, he, once they, once his number was called, he showed that he can, he can. Absolutely. I don't disagree. So we, we both had him at 18.
1: That, that made pretty good sense. Um, I have Bridgewater at 19. I don't really think we need to talk too much more about Bridgewater. I do think mm-hmm. Bridgewater's talented. I think he showed that last year. I'm glad he got a, a chance of being a starter again. Um, Panthers having a new coach, um, whole bunch of new personnel coming in, I think they really have a chance to be a sleeper. And that division as a whole, uh, the NFC South is going to be really fun to watch with both Brady and Breeze. Um, in the division, you still have Matty Ice, and then you have Teddy Bridgewater now. So I think it's going to be a really interesting division to watch. Um, and I think he's capable of being a good
0: starter. So, yeah, 19. Mm-hmm. Um, I have Kyler at 19, man. Uh, I just feel like, you know, I can't really – do too much judgment on a player based off of his first year. Um, I need to see that second year, how he, how he performs in that second year. But Hey, from what I've, I've seen from him, he's, he's doing pretty darn good. 3,700, 3, uh, passing yards, is nothing to frown upon, especially in your first year. And with a, uh, a touchdown to interception ratio of 2012, I mean, and that's pretty darn good for for a rookie quarterback. So I'm very excited what to see from him, and I hope he proves me wrong, man. But to have him at where you had him at an 11, 12. or was it 12? At 12, I mean, I feel like that's just a little too high for me right now, but that can easily change by 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 the by midseason this season if we do get to well, see him.
1: I hope he has play. a good year. I think he's very capable of being where i had him at 12 so we'll, we'll see we'll see where that goes but i i think he's he's gonna be uh, a lot of people are gonna have their name or his name in their mouth uh, moving forward i think he's gonna be
0: turning a lot of heads there i feel like yeah i feel like kyler murray there's gonna be a lot more kyler murray jerseys out there for sure so 20 um shout out to your boy i have drew lock
1: at 20 Ooh, I do. really? Um, and primarily, uh, and I, I really have to take my bias hat off for this, but primarily just because of the weapons
0: he has around him. Uh, oh my gosh, dude! I, don't even get me started on all these weapons that 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 Drew Lock has. He's a,
1: hes a—he's a Missouri guy. <sighs> he's a KC guy, uh, and he definitely showed talent last year. It really sucks that he has to play in the same division as Patrick Mahomes, but Drew Drew Locke's definitely talented, and they put an offense around him that is going to work, and I think it's going to work really well. So that's why I had him at twenty. Uh, it was it was a really hard debate for me because I think there's some guys under him that you could make the argument for taking his spot, but that's where I have him.
0: He's a little he's a little high on my list. Um, I actually have Sam Darnold at okay. twenty. Um. I think Sam Darnold is going to be the real deal. He he just needs to stay healthy. I mean, granted his 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 time off was because <laughs> of mono, but I just feel like he 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 is what you want as as your franchise quarterback. I mean, 19 touchdowns to 13 interceptions. I'm not too comfortable with that, but he did have over 3000 yards uh uh passing. So, I mean, I again, I feel like with more experience under his belt, he's going to become a way, way better player. Yeah, I don't, I
1: don't disagree with you. I don't have him as high, um, but I think Darnold definitely is going to be the real deal in the future. I just I have to see a full body of work, and it sucks because he's also just with a franchise that has their head up their ass half the time, so I can't hold it all against him. But, again, if we're looking at the upcoming season – and we're looking at the full picture, I just don't feel comfortable having him that high. But I don't necessarily disagree with all the arguments you made for having him that high.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, so So,
0: uh, 21. Go
1: ahead.
0: Um, Who do you got? I have Jared Goff at 21. And I am
1: right right there with you. Um, And the reason I have him at 21, you know, he had a really good year last year, but I see a lot of, lack of some fundamentals in his game. Uh, specifically, it seems like his downfield vision isn't as uh, stout as you would want from your starting quarterback, and I think he's a
0: little reckless at times. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it shows. 22 touchdowns to 16 interceptions ratio. That's, uh, that's a little worrisome, but, I mean, 4,600 yeah, he can yards,
1: still man. chuck the ball. That's third. Um, he can still chuck the ball. I, I don't – his arm talent's definitely there. I it's think just he, some of the mechanics.
0: I think he wants to play – yeah. I feel like he just tries to play hero ball a little yeah. bit too much.
1: Uh, and I think he – I think he was probably drafted a little high coming out of college, but that's, that's another argument. So, yeah, I, I have him there. Um, I don't think he's terrible by any means, but I think he lacks some fundamentals in his game that other quarterbacks on this list have and have really well. And I think that kind of plays to his detriment a little bit, so that's why I had him a little low. But at least we agreed there. So twenty-one. Mm-hmm. What do you got? Oh, that that it was. Oh, it was sorry. Great. Yeah, that was twenty-one. Uh, twenty-two.
0: My boy okay. Drew Locke.
1: And I think we, I um, think we probably touched on that pretty good. You're obviously pretty fond of him, uh, considering you're a Broncos fan.
0: Yeah, man. I, I yeah, uh, yeah, man. Uh, just a couple extra extra points that I wanted to do i man I feel like this man is not scared of the of the of the big lights I feel like he's proven that uh that he's not afraid afraid of of the big moments um I think he bro he's just he has that swagger he has that leadership factor the way that he talks the way that he talks when he's in his interviews you know he's a consummate pro and I feel like not not just the offense, but the whole team is rallying behind him, and that's huge man that's really, really huge plus you got he has a cannon for an arm. I am very, very excited to see see the matchups be- between Patrick Mahomes and drew Locke absolutely when uh because you know you know him uh drew Locke is a Kansas City boy man, so he's 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 your guy's he's your guy's uh hometown kid. So, but dude, it's just going to be so much fun watching him with all those weapons. Pat Shermer is 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 the, his offensive coordinator. I think the sky's the limit for this kid, man. It I, really I'm very is.
1: surprised that I had him higher than you because I really thought you were going to have him higher than me. That, that I think that's the biggest
0: takeaway. You know I what so I, I i I really wanted to put him at twenty, but I I, I just feel like Darnold and. Uh, and Goff are, are just slightly better than him this year. Not to say that he's not going to surpass of course. them of course. in the future, but just for the 2020 season, I do feel like Darnold and Goff have a slight edge over my So you had role. Drew Lock
1: at 22? Okay. So yeah. I had Baker at 22. Um, and I had a really tough time figuring out where I was going to put Baker. Really tough time. Um, but I can't hold everything that's happened in his career so far against him. I, I can't. I don't feel good saying that Baker Mayfield sucks. I do, however, feel that he has to prove it this year or I'm going to start calling him a bust. He's got to have a really good year. He's got the weapons around him. It seems like maybe finally they have a good GM and good coach in place. I don't really know much about this guy that they hired from the Patriots. I forget his name, um, the positional coach. Oh, no, he's the Giants. Excuse me. He's the Uh, Giants head coach. Um who did they get as their head coach? I want to make sure that I'm correct about this because all of a sudden I'm blanking on it. Um, but the point I was making – oh, Kevin Stef- Stefanski. That's right. He's from the Vikings. That's right. That's right. Stefanski. Okay. Um, but anyway, I, I don't think you can hold everything that's happened in Baker's career to – you can't hold it to him. He, he's had a, you know, a whole bunch of coaching changes, a whole bunch of coordinator changes. The organization as Cleveland Browns is just not stable at all. I do think Baker's talented. I think he's reckless at times and it it doesn't suit him well. Uh he's he's kind of a, a wild gunslinger. He definitely has the arm talent, but he throws a lot of interceptions and Cleveland as a whole, they just have a lot going on there. But I felt pretty comfortable putting him at twenty two because I do see the upside in him. I just wonder if this year is gonna be the year that we finally figure out who he actually is.
0: hmm No, well, I have him at okay. my twenty three. Um. Just. I. And, and. Yeah. I. I completely agree with all the points that you made about Baker. I just feel like he just didn't. A. He didn't have the coach. I feel like Freddie Kitchens had no, 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 no business being the head yeah. coach of that team. That team. That team literally, like, was a wild horse, and he could not tame it. Absolutely. And and not. And another thing that 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 you got to consider too is that for a lot of it, Baker was running for his life. He did not have Absolutely a very not. good offense. Did line. not.
1: I, w- I will definitely agree with you that. And that's why some of this stuff is just kind of out of his control, and I can't hold it against him.
0: Yeah. So you know, I'm gonna like I'm I'm right there with you. I'm giving him this season because there is no way in hell that you should be be struggling and being a shit quarterback with. Odell Beckham Jr. on one side, Jarvis Landry on the other side. Oh, by the way, you have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt yeah. as your running backs. Oh, and you have Njoku as your as your tight end, who's an up-and-coming uh, tight end in the in the NFL. Yeah. You just can't do that. You have the weapons. You have the talent. Get the job done. No excuses anymore. That's why I have Baker Mayfield. Yeah, at I, I,
1: I don't disagree with you. I, I really think – I really think at the end of the day, you just have to figure out if this is going to be the year for him or not. And if it's not, then I'm I'm ready to call him a bust. I
0: I feel pretty confident in saying that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm right there with you. Uh, Twenty, yeah, twenty-four. Uh, Gardner Minshew the third, or is it the second? It's I, the second. I, I'm not it's entirely sure. The second. Sure. Um. Oh. Did you know that there isn't even a Gardner Minshew the first? What a flex his dad called him because he thought that it sounded it sounded good. Okay, so why do you have him was that 24, right? Or was that 23? Yeah, okay. Why did you 24. have him so high?
1: I have him a little bit further down the list. I'm just curious.
0: I dude, I I like Gardner Minchu's swagger, man. 21 touchdowns to six interceptions, a 91.2 passer rating. Uh a little uh, he had 3200 uh passing yards. I mean, there's nothing too much to frown upon with Gardner Minshew. Granted, it was his first year, and, and you don't have a whole lot of tape on on him. But I I I like it. I like him, bro. I, I I really I look. I don't think he's gonna he's gonna you know turn a whole lot of heads. But I mean, he's he's pretty solid. Okay, in my opinion. I'm a little bit further, but I don't necessarily
1: disagree. I do see the upside in him, and I think he's capable of being a good quarterback. I just don't think I have enough body of work to feel super confident in his ability this year, especially considering the Jags are kind of a mess. So
0: I do think And that's another that's another argument for it too. He's on a he's on a fucking circus of a team. I do think, however,
1: that the Jaguars made the right move by getting rid of Foles and sticking with Minshew. I do think that was a solid move and I think that was the right move to make. So I don't mm-hmm. necessarily disagree with everything you had to say. I just, for me, I'm not in comp- or I'm not as confident in him as you are at the moment. But I hope that changes. Yeah. So no,
0: absolutely. Uh, uh, yeah. So I twenty four.
1: Um, and I had him a little bit lower, you know, because so far he hasn't. He's had some, you know, obviously he got sick. He's been hurt a little bit. I, I think he's got a lot of talent, and I think he's capable of turning the Jets around. I just don't think I've seen enough yet, and. I think they had a pretty good draft, but I still don't believe in the Jets as a whole. And, I, again, it's one of those players I hope he proves me wrong, but that's just why I have him that low. Um, I, I, think he's, I think he's one of the best quarterbacks that came out of his draft class, and I think uh, a lot of the criticism he gets is unfair. I just I don't have him super high on my list yet. Um, and once I start to see him be a little bit more consistent and be the player that everybody thinks he's going to be, I hope he moves up. But that's, that's just where I have him at the moment.
0: Okay, I mean, there, I'm I'm not going to argue with you too much there. Um, I see a little bit more in him than you do, obviously, but we, you know, we can agree okay. or disagree. Um, so that was twenty-four, right? Okay, so who mm-hmm. do you have twenty-five? See, this is where I, I had a little bit of a battle, but I I, I finally kind of kind of uh, confirmed what I wanted.
1: And
0: I'm gonna okay, put Derek that's where Carr I have Yep. I mean, look, man, Derek Carr when before his knee injury, injury. he was very leg good. Injury. What I mean, like. he, him, yeah, mm-hmm. him and uh, him and uh, Amari Cooper. That that was a tandem, bro. ACDC. I just remember always hearing that ACDC, ACDC, ACDC. That like I feel like after he broke his leg he kind he kind of became a little bit more conservative. Very conservative and i feel like and i feel like that hurt his play well and he's very flinchy helped.
1: ever since that injury he's very flinchy he's very
0: mm-hmm.
1: he's not very good on his feet anymore he, not even just talking about like the rushing perspective i'm talking about like his decision making is clouded by the fact that he's so like he seems to be so mentally walked in figuring out where that defensive end is so he doesn't get hit and it just completely clouds his judgment. And I think he's got some of the talent there and he's definitely now got the team there. So if he can't do it this year, it's another one of those guys. If he can't do it this year, I'm calling him off. I mean, he's got a team around him now. They got speed. Josh Jacobs was fantastic last year. Like they got the pieces there now. And if they can't do it, if he can't have a good season, I mean, you know, we're going to figure out really quickly, if he's worth it or not, because they have Mariota now. So they may be able to plug Mariota in if Derek Carr's not playing well and, you know, see where that goes. And Mariota may force in that system a little bit better. But, yeah, I'm not super fond of Derek Carr. Uh, And part of it, again, is my bias hat, cheese fan, Raiders. But just looking at his full body of work, he had that one really good year. And since he's just been meh, like he's been pretty mediocre in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's – that's where – I mean, in – it's, it's so crazy to me, man, because, like, looking at his numbers, it, 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 it's not bad, but, you know, he, he, I don't know what it is about Derek Carr, man. I don't know. He had 4,000 yards of, of of passing, 21 touchdowns to 8 interceptions. It's not bad. And he had a, a 100.8 QBR rating, which is not bad. I mean, I feel like any team definitely depending
1: that. on the circumstance, I I would agree. Um, I just don't think he's been able to get it done. I think that just comes down to, is he a closer or not? And I don't think he is.
0: Yeah, no. Um,
1: okay. Right so that me. was 25, correct? Okay. So 26 yes. and I made an assumption here. I think it's a pretty safe assumption. Um, I had Nick Foles cause I'm pretty sure I'm not a hundred percent. I'm pretty sure the bears said that it's a QB competition, but I don't see a world where Mitch Trubisky somehow gets the starting job over Foles, so oh, I had to put Foles there. It, it seems pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. Foles is going to come in and start. Yeah, it, you you put you go to a veteran.
0: It seems pretty huge. obvious. So uh, yeah, if if it, I mean, if that's the case, I I actually don't have Nick Foles on my list because of because of Mitchell Trubis- Trubisky. Um. That I mean, we can we can uh, have that argument at another time. But um, why 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 are you taking Nick Bosa? Uh, well, 26? mostly
1: because he's just the rest of the crop that I have here. He's the most proven out of them. He's won in a super, He's won a Super Bowl. He's been a reliable backup in his career. Uh, we haven't seen a whole bunch of him as a starter, other than in the playoffs with the Eagles, where he obviously won a Super Bowl. Uh, he got hurt really quickly with the Jags, so nobody really got to see. Um, But he does – with the Eagles specifically, him as a starter, he was solid as hell, uh, and he was super reliable, and he had some moments where I was like, I can't believe Nick Foles can do that. Um, but I strictly had him this low because he's – it's the Bears. He's getting old. He's coming back from an injury. He's never actually been a starter for a whole season. So there's a lot of question marks, but I did have him – at twenty six, because I definitely looked fondly, or more fondly, on him than the rest of the guys below him, and he definitely is a veteran and more proven than the rest. So, that's where I had him. Um, and not to hold anything against him, I do think he's going to be the bear starter. I wonder how it's going to go. Um, I hope it goes well. But that's where I had Nick Foles.
0: Okay. Twenty six. Okay. I put I'm Joe. Twenty
1: seven. So I don't. I don't hate that.
0: I, you know, I think that he's gonna struggle a little bit because a, he, a, he's, you know, he's a new quarterback, um, brand new system, completely brand new system, brand new everything. But um, I feel like he's gonna have a have a pretty pretty good uh pretty good first year. It's not gonna be great. There's gonna be some bumps and bruises on the way. But all in all, I think I think he he'll be he'll he'll show why he was yeah. Number and one I don't pick. disagree with you. Adam at twenty seven, so. We're not
1: far. Who do you have for your twenty-seven? Then
0: my uh, twenty-seven, thinking that thinking, uh, Trubisky not Foles. I put Trubisky. Okay, now I'm very
1: interested to hear your argument of why you had him over some other guys we have not named yet.
0: The here's the thing about Mitch Trubisky. I think that he has flashes of of him being good, and he shows why he. He, uh, he got drafted where he got drafted. I don't know, man. I, I'm i not completely uh, going to sell my Trubisky stock just quite yet. I think, uh, I mean, 3,000 passing yards, 17 touchdowns to 10 interceptions. Nah, I don't, I'm not too comfortable with that. But I do feel like he is better than the other quarterbacks that come after him. I don't hate
1: that argument, so I'll I'll let you have that. Um, I put, at 28, I put DJ Daniel Jones uh, with the Giants. Um, Yep. I thought that Mm -hmm. he was criticized because he was drafted so high. Granted, the Giants are idiots, make bad decisions all the time. But I think he really made the most of what he had last year, and he did not have a bad year. I think he really had moments where – I was like, okay, maybe this guy actually does have the capability to be like a franchise quarterback. Um, He's obviously got a lot to work on, but I think he showed flashes in the pan last year, so it was a really good sign. Um, Giants still have a lot of work to do. It really helps that you have Saquon Barkley and Evan Ingram, but they still have some other questions to address. But I like Daniel Jones. Hopefully um, he starts to climb up that board a little
0: bit. Yeah, man. I mean, Danny Dimes, bro, 87.7 QBR, 24 touchdowns to 12 interceptions. And three thousand yards in passing. I mean, I'll take that from a first-year quarterback. I feel like anybody that that produces like that on their first year that, that's that's a successful. Definitely, season in
1: my book. Um,
0: okay, so that was twenty-eight. Uh, yeah, no, twenty. Who's your 28th? i
1: I'm just not. I'm not like. I, okay. I don't hate him. I'm just not super high on him quite yet. But hopefully, he develops into. Something good. I think I did see some good things when he played the Chiefs last year. I saw some good things out of him. I just think he's got a lot to work on, but um, hopefully it works out for him. So, okay. Um, I have a uh, Fitz okay. Magic twenty nine. So I don't necessarily
0: hate that. I love that boy. Yeah, man, uh, Fitz Magic. Yeah, bro, he's. He's he's just been been serviceable for every Definitely. team that he's, he's played had some for. Good
1: moments with every team he's been with. Like
0: I I, I feel like he hasn't had a, a, a garbage season in his whole life. He's just been in a bad NFL situations career. every time. It's just hasn't worked
1: out for him. But he's, exactly. he's done his role as a, a backup mm-hmm. and I'll forever love him for beating the Patriots last year and giving us that buy. So he's got a soft spot in my heart. Mm. Okay, so you, you yeah. had him at twenty eight, and I had All him at right. twenty nine.
0: Uh, then who do you have mm. at twenty nine? Okay, Tyrod. I don't... And it, whether it be Tyrod or, or, or Herbert, they're they're all in, they're both in the same. So what are you saying? Are you spot. going off the assumption um, that Herbert's
1: starting this year?
0: I'm going off the assumption okay. that Tyrod is going to start, but I feel like I feel like he they're not going to be very patient with Tyrod, so they're going to go to Herbert uh fairly fairly early on in the season um i don't know man i feel like Tyrod taylor is a very very disrespected quarterback yeah i don't i don't, I don't disagree with that um i have him at 30
1: um and you like you said i could interchange him with herbert i don't think it would change the list too much i just tyron taylor was good in buffalo since then i really haven't seen much um and i don't really know what to expect uh with him with the chargers uh moving forward so that's a real question mark for me, um, but I felt comfortable putting him there over the other two guys that we'll probably mention here. Um, who'd you have at 30? Okay. Oh, yeah, no, so that's who I had, okay. had Tyrod. thirty. 31, who'd you have? Yep, yep. Haskins. I don't really think much needs to be said there. He was in a bad situation. I think he's got some talent, but we got to see it.
0: Yep. Yeah. And then Stidham, I I don't think he's the, he's the solution. I don't trust Stidham, no matter what the Patriots say. I do not think he's the answer. I just think he's a placeholder. I think uh, Trevor Lawrence is the quarterback for the for the New England Patriots. Okay, in I don't hate that take at
1: all. Um, and I also had him at thirty two just because I literally know zero about the guy. We have not seen him play, so I can't make any assumptions. And I'm not going to rank him higher because he plays for Belichick or anything like that. I don't know anything about him, and I don't feel comfortable putting him anywhere, but at the bottom, you know? So.
0: Mm-hmm. No, that is that is completely perfect. Well, that's the list, man. Yeah, we had a couple of uh, differences. But all in all, man, I I, th- I feel like you and I had had a pretty solid list, yeah, I feel like you definitely, definitely have uh, Kyler Murray a little higher than than he should be. But hey, maybe the listeners agree with you, or they agree with me. We'll we'll just have to see what they yeah. I think I think what says. I took away
1: for the most part. I think you, like my Kyler take kind of uh, kind of surprised you, and your Jimmy take surprised me. But I think for the most part, the rest. I think we we we, we weren't necessarily we didn't agree on all of the spots. But for instance, like we were only a couple, well, a lot of our quarterbacks were only one spot or two spot from each other on our list. So I think we were pretty consistent and mm-hmm. I, I think the top yeah. five is really arguable other than Mahomes. So I don't disagree with anything we said mm-hmm. about the top five. Cause I think those, it's it really is a tough debate and it's super subjective. So, uh, I, I, I don't think that we
0: mm-hmm.
1: went off path too much. There really had too many hot takes. So, but I think those are pretty solid list overall. Um, and there, there's some names on here I'm really looking to have good years uh, and I'm really hoping to see some, some good things out of, um, so, you know, barring we have an NFL season, hopefully, uh, the, I, I'm really interested to see how these lists
0: live up <laughs> to the season. Yeah. Yeah, no, me too, man. I, uh, we, we, we definitely will see. Um, hopefully, um, everybody enjoyed our list and, us going through everybody and explaining why we thought they deserved to be in that spot. But now, man, all in all, I think that this was a pretty good list by both of us. If
1: you listen to this, tell us where we're wrong, where you disagree, where you think we were right. I want to hear your opinion. I I think that we have our own opinions here, but I'm very interested to see what other people think. So comment, uh, debate with us. What do you think we got right? What do you think we got wrong? um Merv before we get out of here um I figured it'd be a good time what what uh what's what are you listening to what's your album of the week
0: bro all-time classic UTD Infinity by um by our boys uh I forgot what their names are uh da, da 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 Oh, of course! By the Wedding Crashers, yeah. My bad, sorry. I brain farted on that. oily bad. You definitely by the Wedding Crashers.
1: Great, great mixtape. Great album. I know we we both oh. spent a lot of time listening to that, and I have some very fond memories, especially with listening to Combination. So,
0: oh yeah, Combination is is my is my motto song. So, it's a like. great
1: album. If you have not listened to it, not heard of the Wedding Crashers, which I'm assuming most of you probably have it. Go listen to it. It's it's great. It's very vibey. Uh, it's yeah. very artistic, um, and I really like what they did with it.
0: Mm-hmm, it, it it's 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 a great combination of, um, of like hip hop, hip hop and trap. Definitely, they really did a really really awesome job of of combining those two. You know, the boom bap hip hop to the, the 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 trap beats. In, Absolutely, and in, in what happened? I agree you. with you. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, so what about you? I know that you and I have been discussing a lot about about this with you. So, I you have got, a brand new album,
1: uh, Alfredo, Freddie Gibbs, my boy, Freddie Gibbs. It is <laughs> – there is nothing Freddie yeah. Gibbs cannot rap on. And I just love how artsy and creative he's gotten with his music. Um, specifically, my my favorite song off of it is Something to Rap About with Tyra the Creator. I have a soft spot for tyward but – it's such a good mm-hmm. song. The the beats are kind of jazzy with kind of a trap vibe mixed into them. They're really cool. Uh, it's it.
0: Yeah, they almost have it. Almost has the same feel that uh that, definitely. That U-T-D and, and the, good the great Day thing has. about it,
1: like UTD Infinity, is that it's a ten song, thirty five minute tape or album, whichever you want to call it. Um, so it's not a super long listen, but uh, very yeah. enjoyable. Uh, I always every project Freddie's came out with, I, I've been a, a, a huge fan of. I, I really think Freddie. Uh, is so underrated. Um, but yeah Alfredo, that's what I'm listening to this week. It's been been on
0: replay nonstop. Bro I love 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 I think uh Freddie Gibbs is a Absolutely. master lyricist and I I uh, my my all time favorite uh freestyle is actually Freddie Gibbs' freestyle yes. on the Ellie Leakers. If you guys haven't heard that if you guys have not heard that freestyle by the with, with Freddie Gibbs and the LA Leakers, I highly, highly, highly recommend you to watch it. This man is freestyling with his with his with his baby boy on his lap. And his baby boy is completely unfazed by how godly his dad can rap. He just does not give <laughs> enough credit, man. All the way back to Babyface Killa, all the way up to
1: 2017 with You Only Live Twice. And even last year with Bandana. Uh, I mean, he's mm-hmm. just he's always putting out bangers, he's always putting out good music.
0: Yes. Oh man, I loved his his collab album oh, with Currency yeah. and Alchemist, man. I I always, always go back to that to that collab album, man. Freddie Gibbs is Definitely. completely slept on. And I don't know why. I don't understand why. Maybe because he just doesn't doesn't appeal to the to the masses like like a Travis Scott or a Drake does. But you cannot sleep on hey, Credit to him. He stays powerful. in his own
1: lane. He stays out of the headlines. He makes good music. And that's all I can really say. He's,
0: he's phenomenal. Yeah. Well, with that, I think we are gonna call it a day. For this week, man, I, I I really really enjoyed this pod, man, and I enjoy doing this pod with you. We've been getting a lot of awesome feedback from you guys. Keep bringing it. We we really really love hearing. If there's from things you guys. that we can do
1: better or things that we're already doing that you don't like, we can't get better if we don't get feedback. We can't go strictly off of what we both envision this to be. We want this to be something that is very organic and very open-minded, um, from the get go. So if you have suggestions, um, things that you think we should tweak, uh, feel free to give us a shout out, let us know. Um, and we'll keep uh, trying to bring uh, consistent and good content for you guys.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know that you and I discussed this, this is going to be our last audio only pod. We're going to start fill uh, start doing our, our zoom pods, um, next week. And we'll we'll have that content up on YouTube as well for for the people that have been asking for that. I know that a lot of people have asked us for for uh, a video on our pods. Absolutely, um,
1: and that that's been one of the biggest things that we've gotten so far. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna start bringing that to you guys. Um, I know we love seeing each other, so uh, it's gonna be more enjoyable for the both of us as well.
0: So yeah, man. This motherfucker's going to be blowing up, bro. We're blowing up. We're, we're making, we're making big, we're mo- we're big money moves.